हेलो दिस इज़ दी हेरिटेज ऑफ मद्रास पॉडकास्ट ब्रॉट यू बाई मद्रास इन हेरिटेज जॉइन इज एवरी वेडनेसडे फॉर योर डोज ऑफ स्टोरीज एंड कॉन्वर्जेशन अबाउट द हेरिटेज ऑफ चेन्नई वी इन्वाइट यू टू डाइव इन टू दी आइकॉनिक एज वेल एज द लेसर नोन पार्ट्स ऑफ द सिटीज डाइवर्स कल्चर्स कम्यूनिटीज एंड हिस्ट्री टू एंगेज विद दैम इन मीनिंगफुल वेज It's 21st of April 2020 and today we're going to be talking about one of Chennai's busiest and most famous neighborhoods Tyagaraya Nagar also known as T Nagar. I wanted to start talking about T Nagar by talking about our personal memories of T Nagar like what comes to mind when we say T Nagar. As a child uh, the most frequent trip I made to T Nagar is to Nalli Silks. and this is a very specific reason so my fam we are basically just the four of us here in chennai and the rest of my extended family is basically in andhra which meant that every time there was a wedding that happened my family would become the chauffeur for uh, anybody to come to chennai and do the shopping and that's really how it was till i think even 10 15 years ago and uh, i think now with like hyderabad and vijayawada developing a little more in andhra uh, people don't come here to shop as much but back then even if it was a very distant relative they would still come to uh, chennai and it would be about maybe 10 of them from the bride and groom side who would come to chennai and we'd have to take them around so i think the most popular telugu establishment uh, naidu hall and then there was vbj vbj in umbamakam and sometimes you'd also end up going to uh, ratna stores in uh, tnagar and one of the most remarkable things i remember is how when these people went into these shops none of them would even blink an eye they wouldn't hesitate to just talk in telugu and every, every shopkeeper would respond without blinking an eye there was no sense of uh, and uh, nobody was surprised that seemed to be a normal thing to do and i was surprised back then and it still does surprise me now that uh, that tradition of you know being bilingual or uh, just taking for granted that the people here know more than one language continues because even now when my grandmom or mom you know go to these shops they don't they don't even uh, think about talking in tamil they straight off talk in telugu the memory i have of is also of nalli but not the mm. old one it's the one that you find near the flyover okay but this is very very old memory because i, I think i was in ukg or something when we had to go dress shopping for some dance in school and the one thing i remember distinctly is the ease with which you, we could just go from one shop to another when we didn't find something suitable Mm-hmm. So I think that's a memory I have because it meant there were so many shops in one location that you didn't need to fret you can just skip one shop and move to the other when um, and find whatever you needed right yeah uh, and also another thing I've gone to Tinagar for which is again surprising is that um, I went book shopping there so oh, there's okay. this one sh- there's this one shop called PCM shop which is uh, so ranganath as you come out of ranganathan street it's just right on the corner so um, it's easily accessible by the mamblam railway station mm-hmm. i think it was during my college first year or uh, in school but yeah 
which means uh, which is something people generally don't go to Tinagar for to buy books. So yeah, I remember searching for that shop, and it, it was not easy to find because yeah, you, we know how Ranganathan Street and the and its adjacent streets look like. It's very difficult to sort of locate signboards on that street. So right. yeah, that was one interesting uh, discovery for me as well. So. Tend to talk about so you've talked about how you went there during your college and uh, school times. Uh, so we've pretty much been going there all our lives. But what did you what do you remember noticing as a kid in Tinagar? Because I feel like because into the same place again and again with so many different relatives, I didn't really care about the saris that they were shopping, mm-hmm. wedding stuff. To me, some of the uh, Things that I remember about Tinagar are very uh, trivial things, uh, but things that kind of defined it uh, even at that time. One was the mm. the display of the toys on top of the vehicles. Yeah. And I I don't know why it fascinated me so much because now that you think about it, I didn't I didn't even want those toys. They were just soft toys. But the fact yeah. that they pretty much populated this entire stretch of a road and all the cars, and then these people would come in, they would rush to take them off when the owner comes. Mm. But the owners weren't necessarily angry or anything. They'd just wait for the person to take the toys off, and then you'd move on. And now that I'm an architect, to me, it's I think it's uh, fascinating to see how these people had a shop. Without actually having a shop, yeah, maybe that's yeah. my fascination now. And we know that that display system doesn't exist anymore. But back then, somehow it was just the the most random thing ever that kept catching the eye. Yeah, I think for me it was uh, the cotton candy that you get. I don't know. I mean, thinking of the Ranganathan Street, mm-hmm. it's been generally cotton candy is something you find on the beaches. Yeah, but this pink. cotton candy keeps popping up in my mind whenever i think because i've not like like you mentioned you've been there you've mm-hmm. gone shopping a lot of times i've never actually gone to ponde bazaar for for the main purpose of shopping mm-hmm. something i've never done like i would go to a specific shop to buy something uh, that i knew i wanted and i i would just come out i've never actually gone through ranganathan street or mm-hmm. i mean walk through ponde bazaar until um, very recently uh, i mean i think only after the plaza was inaugurated mm. i think i've been there a lot more since then uh, com- when compared to um, uh, yeah in the past yeah and also i think for a long time i thought thyagaraya referred to the poet Yeah, so I, I was mentioning the softy machines and how Ranganathan Street is is always like a very dynamic, changing place. Like it's a very evolving uh, street, as is Tinagar itself, I think. Uh, which is a good segue into talking about how Tinagar was and how it did, how it is now. I think a lot of people may not know is that before. The settlement of Tinagar was there. It was there was actually like a really huge lake in its place. So if we go back to 1912, uh, it's actually very surreal to imagine a lake of that size. Uh, so if if we look at maps from the early 1900s, 
the lake was literally called the long tank and it stretched all the way from uh, modern day west mambalam up to nungambakkam so um, interesting why exactly they came up with that idea i mean why did they want to drain a uh, such a huge water body just to build a new settlement hmm i mean thinking about that i mean why do you think that was actually uh so from what i can gather it's it's actually a very interesting um socio economic situation that kind of led them to uh believe that this was the only solution available to them and the fact is uh most of the population of madras was back then concentrated around fort st george uh the old black town as it was called which is george town and maybe around uh, a little bit around mount road and a lot of the land outside these areas was owned by zamindars and a zamindar is someone who basically own a, a ton of land and he'd probably rent it out uh, he'd probably collect rent from them and that was his business you know and buying land off a zamindar is an extremely expensive mm-hmm. proposition yeah. so i guess for the, the the local governments back then and we have to remember that back then the british were starting to give a little bit of administrative power to the indians in a, on a local scale so the local governments probably couldn't afford to buy huge tracts of land from these zamindars to build a new place for the indians to live mm-hmm. so i guess the, the most practical thing to do was to drain land so you're uh, drain the lake so you're essentially creating free land yeah very exciting oh god uh, this i think for both of us it was a very exciting thing to discover that they've drained such a huge uh, uh, water body just to build the settlement because um, it's it's always funny whenever i go to nungamwakam there's i think it's near valuvar kotam there's a road that says lake but then there was one in mambalam also like very close to the railway yeah. station which again didn't make sense like why would they name it lake view road if there was nothing to view from there so i think mm. this this piece of um, information this piece of discovery actually puts everything in place uh, i think with respect to the street names uh, when we're talking about uh, pinagar and uh, how it developed i think uh, a lot of street names point uh, us towards the history as well yeah the, yeah it's, it's, the street names are, are obviously very interesting across chennai uh, but especially here i think they reference specific people most of the time and uh, and each person has contributed in some way to the history of the place main road itself it's called tyagaraya road but yeah. uh, i don't think anyone ta- refers to it as tyagaraya road it's just called pondi bazaar right now mm. um but uh, yeah tyagaraya uh, is the person from whom the entire area got its name from and also uh, we should probably talk about how once the lake was drained this was the first uh, planned settlement in the city and back then uh, so just to get into a few technical details it was around 1921 when the english passed uh, the madras town planning act and with it came the establishment of pinagar and they brought down planners from the uk 
uh, and these planners wanted to basically use the layout of Paris and that's how we have like the central park which today we know as Panagal Park and the road which is perpendicular to it which is Thyagraya Road and especially Thyagraya Road I think has gone through a lot of changes uh, how it used to be and how it is now so do you remember old Thyagraya Road and what do you think of how it is now? Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I think even before they built the hawkers complex and uh, mm. pushed everyone inside, I think yeah, I do have vivid memories of uh, Pondi Bazaar then and Pondi Bazaar mm. now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a very uh, mixed opinion about. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the hawkers are coming back onto the plaza because uh, they never okay. got a, a proper solution as to where they can set up shop. And that's something mm. I think was missed in the whole uh, plan as such. But mm. yeah, I think overall it, it was a, uh, I think a needed step, and they it was a good step in the right direction. But I think there's still a lot of uh, work that needs to be done with respect to the plaza. Yeah, I agree. Especially as a as a really small kid. I have like almost like a first person video game type of memory of it used to be such an adventure to kind of navigate through a uh, Pondi Bazaar yeah. because on one you couldn't even see the cars on the road you'd have these squarish hawkers selling everything in the world and then you'd have a narrow walking space and then the shop front mm. and as a really small kid, you know, hanging on to your parents' hand for dear life, it truly felt like an adventure, like navigating that place. I I missed that because I think we'll be romanticizing a very um, unfortunate circumstance. But I do miss the the hawkers simply because uh, I think they really give a market its character. Yeah, I know. And yeah, they, they really drive a local economy and a lot of people might just come for those hawkers to the Pondi Bazaar market. And yeah, I agree. I think the, the new plaza is really well executed so far. Uh, I would love to see some hawkers back. Yeah, but it's sort of, I don't know, something I feel like the character is um, is has, has changed and uh, the noise mm. and the colour and everything is missing. It seems like... There's, there's been an overall polish that has been given to Pondi Bazaar but it's somehow mm. sort of doesn't work because if you walk into the new hawkers complex you just don't feel that you're in Pondi Bazaar you just feel like you're in a complex that can be in anywhere in Chennai it's it's a, I, there's also a sense of irony there because uh, you know how we talked briefly about uh, Pondi Bazaar was initially planned uh, on the basis of like Paris with the radial system and the axial road. Yeah. And I think without really thinking about it, the, what the corporation has done is made that central road, which is Pondi Bazaar, closer to a European avenue than an Indian market. Mm. And I'm sure they love, they would love to hear us saying that. But the fact is, we should probably be striving towards a better Indian market exactly. than trying to copy a European avenue like a shopping avenue yeah because I think you find yeah. still find some of that character when you walk by the bridge the main Usman Road flyover because they've set a lot of people have set up shop under the bridge 
uh another thing that's interesting but that is not readily visible i think it's just, it's just the architecture so i personally when i went when i just walked through some of the residential areas of tinagar it's amazing how there are really modern affluent uh neighborhoods with really modern looking uh houses but in between two of those houses you'll find like a, an almost 90 to 100 year old art deco house but i think mjr's house also um it's first of all a very small property and there's there's a board right outside but um i don't know i feel if it's on purpose or but it's not been popularized uh to the extent that to the extent of how popular he was right That's- yeah that makes sense mm. so yeah talking about ngr and ntr i think is a good time to uh move to another aspect of tinagar that for 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 at least heritage enthusiasts like us it's a very important layer of this uh place uh tinagar is very popular as a shopping destination but what we did discover on our during our research is the growth of tinagar happened to coincide with the growth of a very important and impactful uh, political movement yeah. in tamil nadu yeah the justice party okay so to quickly go through uh, the the story of the founding of the justice party uh, in the early 1900s the the british were beginning to give local administrative rights to indians which meant that you could have local elections and uh, by 1920 we saw the rise of the justice party and this happened because uh, there there was an alliance between three really popular uh, political and philanthropic figures in the city uh, pt tyagaraya chetty uh, tm nair and natesh mudaliar uh especially pt tyagaraya chetty after whom uh, tyagaraya road is named i think there was one incident that really propelled him to uh take the political plunge which was that uh, he made a, a big contribution to a temple a charitable contribution but then he wasn't allowed inside the temple because he was considered to be of a lower caste yeah. and that enraged him and that kind of becomes the defining uh incident but also the defining principle which he fights uh during his political plunge and for the next 20 to 30 years or so the justice party's kind of uh leading agenda would be to fight against uh caste discrimination yeah i think it's also important to mention um another person who was uh, actively involved uh, in politics at that point of time which was the raja of panagal mm-hmm. and right. uh, yeah he also has a nice statue in panagal park which you see right uh, when you enter uh, so i think the four of them together uh, made up what tinagar is today and when you mm. did mention about road names uh, so what was interesting was that um, i think a couple of years back uh, there was a rule that was passed that uh, the roads in chennai would not have any caste or community affiliations so they started changing all oh. of the road names so uh, tever road became shemius road but it's it's very interesting that dr nair road just remained dr nair road I, either they didn't right. they didn't want to change the name because of the contribution that he made uh, to the area 
or hmm. probably they didn't come up with another name for the road that could also have been a reason but um, yeah that's something that's really interesting yeah and the raja of panagal himself i think is a very uh, interesting personality to talk about uh because he was involved with what was once considered india's first um censorship case yeah where he defended the work of a female author mm-hmm. uh who wrote a sort of uh, an, an erotic novel based on the devadasi system and he defended her writing saying that you know there should be freedom of speech and her work is not anything worse than some of her male counterparts uh but unfortunately the then government took the advice of uh, some of the sanskrit scholars around him rather than uh, only advice from him and it was eventually censored mm. and yeah speaking of statues there the two more very important ones like right in front of panagal mm. park you have the statue of saundra pandya nadar who yeah contributes yeah. to one uh, theory of why pandya bazar was named pandya bazar I think there are two theories. So one is about Saundra Pandya Nadar, of course, who was a very affluent member of the Nadar community, and uh, worked right. a lot for the development of that community. And uh, I think he set up a shop in Pandya Bazar, and uh, um, mm. as a result of which the uh, street came or the area came to be known as Pandya Bazar. There's also another theory mm. that um, there was um, a businessman from Pondicherry uh, by the Chakringa right. Mudaliar, who uh, again set up shop here, and um, because of that, the area came to be known as Pandi Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the second statue is yeah our favorite statue of um, Periyar at uh, uh, yeah. the dun- junction near the bus stand. It's also got to do with the fact that Tinagar was and is still known for uh, being the home to a number of cine stars. That's right. Yeah, because you have MGR's memorial, which is lying in. Mm. I don't uh, think most of us know where it is exactly. We just have a vague idea mm. of uh, the fact that yeah, his house is somewhere there in Tinagar, and yeah, today you yeah. have popular actors like Surya and Karthi living in Tinagar. Mm. That's sort of been the area where they still continue to live. Yeah, and just. Uh, connecting it back to where we start where i started this whole conversation about uh the telugu yeah. people coming from andhra to shop here yeah. uh ntr who was like the telugu superstar and later became the cm of andhra his house was is also in dinagar it's under lock and key right now and my grandmom has this very vivid memory of how people from andhra on their way to tirupati mm. would uh, take a rest stop in uh, in chennai or after tirupati they would come to chennai either one mm. and they they would uh, come to chennai and they would go to ntr's house uh, almost as if it was part of their pilgrimage and this was in dinagar yeah. and what they would do is go and they would ask to you know talk to him or just get a glimpse of him and he would come out to his balcony and he would make sure that all the fans who came to see him were allowed inside and they'd all be fed yeah and i think it's it's uh, at least my favorite statue in the area for two reasons one because of the personality and two because of the way he's depicted in in some places in chennai itself 
wherever you find his statue he's like sitting down and reading a book or there's a book in his hand uh, but here he's in a much more kind of dynamic pose like he's yeah. standing and he's pointing at someone and and i think it really communicates the kind of firebrand personality that he was so i, I really prefer this kind of a stance and the, the way of depicting him this way yeah and it all, he also sort of seems to be pointing towards somewhere like you said uh Yeah. yeah because the uh, one other statue of him which is also famous in chennai is the one near chintadrupet where like you said he sit he's mm. in a much more calmer pose when compared to the one mm. that we find here in tinagar yeah for sure w- what's your like favorite anecdote or like moment from periyar's um many stories oh yeah this funny uh, i mean this favorite incident of mine is when we did the tinagar walk for the uh, kids from um, kaveri high right. school in saregram and uh, a lot of kids seemed to know who he was which is uh, surprising for me actually and uh, the second mm. thing was that when when we asked one kid uh, what uh, who he was or what he did what he did uh, the kid was he immediately pointed out saying that ivar kadavule illen sonnaru which was He right. was a yeah. seven standard kid. Mm, yeah, it's yeah, very interesting that uh, that was the one thing he immediately recollected uh, about Periyar. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that the that the kid really summarized mm. what Periyar was about, but in a larger context, he basically stood for uh, you know equal rights for all, and he was against uh, caste discrimination and. a lot of what uh, the work he did was was very provocative but as we say during the walk that you may agree or you may not yeah. agree with uh, you know periyar's politics but it's undeniable that he and some of his predecessors from the justice party all of them put together they laid the foundation for uh, you know tamil nadu's modern day political duality of the existence of the dmk and the aidmk as the main political forces in the state yeah. and that by itself means they deserve a place in our conversation about uh, you know socio political heritage and you know being remembered in areas such as tinagar where a lot of this political movement played out yeah definitely uh, okay so in in my head when we talk about tinagar uh i think you and i tend to talk uh, quite passionately about it because for a long time we discovered that uh when we do this heritage walk in tinagar we're doing a very different kind of heritage walk we're not talking about uh, palaces or forts or uh, you know monumental buildings or colonial history but we're actually talking about the people's heritage the heritage of uh, political movement or how people moved out of georgetown to have their own you know democratically set up planned settlement and it, it's kind of the origin of the middle class in madras and of course we talk about our personal memories and how different cultures or different languages have all blended into tinagar somehow uh so yeah uh, your, what would be your concluding thoughts about you know the heritage in tinagar and how you think it could be presented better or preserved better yeah i agree especially what you uh, mentioned about it being the uh, 
development of the middle class because whenever we do our other walks we talk about uh, say a building saying this was built by this guy in this style and so, most of the times we're talking about a very foreign concept or a very foreign person but um, in teenagar mm-hmm. the part that excites me the most is something is that i can relate to the history and relate to the area better uh, because it's it's an area that we've seen growing up and it's an area that has been um, shaped by people um, uh, who have, mm. again like you said uh, the legacy of uh, the the politic uh, the politics in the state uh, is because of those people and um, mm. i think that's what excites me the most and there's still a lot to be discovered in tinagar with um, regards to its um, houses with regards to the people who are there right now uh, because we we do mm. uh, touch upon a few establishments which have been run uh, for generations by the same family so um, i think mm. that's what that's what excites me the most about this area and um, yeah i would love to uh, keep going back going back to the area and see what more we can find yeah i agree i think uh, that nicely wraps up our uh, our thoughts and feelings about tinagar which is that we'll always have a reason to go back you know at least if not for shopping at least for discovering the architecture the people who defined it the politics of it and i think that's what makes tinagar really interesting and unique in our heritage context yeah. So that brings us to the end of today's episode about Tinagar. We always have a great time talking about this area. We want to know what your memories are of Tinagar, what you think about its political heritage and what you would like to know more about this part of our wonderful city. So do send us voice notes uh, on this WhatsApp number 7022150445. That's 7022150445. really looking forward to hearing from you and what you think about this kind of heritage in our city so that was this week's episode of the heritage of madras podcast we hope you enjoyed our conversation about the city follow us and tune in every wednesday to listen to new speakers stories and discussions from the city of chennai till then goodbye